Video Nasty's podcast has teamed up with Picture House of Facts and Rscream.com to offer you the chance to see The Evil Dead on the big screen. The show's on Wednesday, April 30th at 6pm. Tickets are on sale now from the Rscream.com website. Just search for Evil Dead. And also from the Fact Box Office on the day. Tickets cost £9 and the show's on at Fact on Wood Street in Liverpool. There'll be an intro from me competition, an exclusive art print, and also a podcast in the bar afterwards. Join us. I have never seen a video nasty. I wouldn't. I have far too much. How, how can you judge on a video nasty? Oh, you've never seen one. I actually don't need to see visually what I know is in that film. Hello there and welcome to the Video Nasties podcast. My name's Christopher Brown. Today we need to talk about Norfolk International Pictures and the only video nasty on the list that was actually made in the UK. Expose, also known as House on Straw Hill in Australia and Trauma in the US, is an odd fish of a film. Heavily influenced by straw dogs, but with a heavy touch of sexploitation and pot boiler thriller, this film aimed almost entirely at the international market. It seems strange now to even imagine Norfolk being a hotbed of gruesome exploitation, and obviously it wasn't. But this film does offer some very grim fun on the broads. The story follows a character called Paul Martin, who's played by Udo Kier, and he's a paranoid novelist trying to rent, write his uh, second book. So he rents out a secluded cottage in the British countryside. Um, the book he's writing now is a pretentious, not very well conceived sex romp. He's split with his girlfriend, a uh, a woman called Suzanne, 
is played by Fiona Richmond. He's having pro- uh, and he's really struggling to write the book, to be fair. So he employs a um, a secretary to kind of do the typing, a woman called Linda, who's uh, played by Linda Hayden. We meet at this railway station. It suddenly becomes where the, uh, Paul is uh, capable of very odd violence and is a bit of a strange fish. He beats uh, a couple of youths up at the uh, the railway station, uh, basically for for you know, just being a bit intimidating. Linda takes a walk in a field and is raped, and shoots them both dead. Keeps on having nightmares, makes advances on Linda and is rejected. He brings Suzanne back uh, into the fold, basically, and tries to rekindle the relationship, but she starts having an affair with Linda. And at that stage, everything becomes increasingly escalates. There are revelations, and finally we discover what's going on. to say that this all sounds quite random when you put when you lay it out like this and um, the story is is a bit bizarre and it is there is, you know there is a, an explicit rape scene halfway through so why does it exist well the director really a guy called James Kenelm Clark he started his career writing music for Michael Darlow's film all these people and then did scores for Anglia TV's television plays under the name George Moore O'Farrell. And then he finally got a proper job there, full-time, in 61, as a researcher on the uh, t- on their local TV programme about Anglia. He joined BBC in London in 67 as a producer on a programme at Man Alive. And he used to produce reporters such as uh, Esther Ransom and Joan Bakewell. And he used to do some of the stuff for the That's, That's Life team, which, uh, for those that don't remember or don't know, was a um, kind of a light-hearted, current affairs-y kind of thing with, like, silly silly stories, like, you know, dogs that could say sausages and stuff like that. He directed and co-produced a film with uh, Phil Malone uh, called Got it, got it Made before leaving the BBC and setting up this company, Norfolk International Pictures Limited, in London. And Norfolk International made feature films for the international market, as the name probably suggests. Now, when you say the international market, that basically means um, 
either stuff that's recognisable or exploitation. In this case, a bit of both. He made Expose, obviously this film, Hardcore, Let's Get Laid, uh, Funny Money, and The 39 Steps with Robert Powell. He now He's still working. He works as a CEO of uh, Norfolk Music Publishing Limited. The other elements of this is a producer, a guy, the money man, who helped him set up a lot of these films, uh, Brian Smedley Aston, who was born in '35 in uh, Middlesex. And uh, he was really known as an assistant director and editor rather than a producer there. But he did work on performance, the um, Edward Fox... Um, Mick Jagger film, and uh, also as well, again, some of these exploitation, sexploitation films, I should say, you know, sex comedies. Um, particularly, um, you know, Let's Get Laid, which starred Robin Asquith and Fiona Richmond, obviously, who's also in Expose. The high point, probably, for the company's output was The 39 Steps. A 78 thriller. Uh, it was actually directed by Don Sharp. And uh, it does start Robert Powell, um, you know, dwarfed now by uh, other other versions, obviously, you know, in the in the, in the collective mind. But uh, a film that was very frequently repeated on TV when I when I was growing up, if I remember rightly. So you got a performance from Linda Hayden in this as well, who is obviously best known for appearing in horror films and sex comedies in the seventies. She actually trained in the Ada Foster Stage School for dancing and singing before making a debut at uh, age 15 in the controversial film Baby Love, playing a schoolgirl who adopts her, seduces her adopted family. And she obviously, as a lot of people did, appear in a Hammer film, Taste the Blood of Dracula. I think she's probably best known today in horror circles, though, as playing Angel Blake in the Blood um, and Blood on Satan's Claw, the old horror film from Tygon, what's now considered to be the small subgenre of folk horror. Um, and is a kind of a central character in that film, and very good. She appeared in a lot of sex comedies as well, like Confessions of a Window Cleaner, Holiday Camp. And with Fiona Richmond in this film, Let's Get Laid, and obviously Expose as well. <clears throat> I think um, we don't, we, you know, the Nasties podcast is interesting. It, it could basically come, the video Nasties come pretty much directly after the sex comedies of the 70s. It, it, that, it kind of just about ran its course. In actual fact, really, the carry-on genre had died by this stage. Um, the, uh, the the franchise had kind of uh, ran its course, and uh, you know there was always talk of making more, but uh, there was uh, you know there was a, there was a couple of there was a brief revival in the mid nineties, but apart from that, um, you know it did die to death. And I think one of the reasons for that is that you know the the sex comedy genre just kind of petered out. Have a look at this. Well, lay it on the table so I can see it. The wrong film? <laughs> Never! Not when it's the carry-on crowd and their most ripping exploit yet. Cheers. Bottom it up. <laughs> yes, P. 
Peter Rogers and Gerald Thomas are back on the ball, exposing what goes on and uh, what comes off when they carry on behind. What do you think you're doing? What are you yelling about? Me balls burning! Sounds are close to the fire. <laughs> I love a man. I give him everything. I give it all. She ran into my caravan. Yes, before we start thing, we're having quick bang together. <laughs> you see, I am keeping a, how you say, dirty caravan. Keeping a what? You see, I am having birds in my caravan. Well, as you could uh, find a quiet little spot around here somewhere, oh, I'd pick up one. <laughs> I could do some good with these two. I could do some good with them too. Get stopped. What did you say to me? I did not come here to go fishing. I came here to go finding other things to do. Look, if he's coming with us, he's got to get used to staying outside. What about it rains? We'll buy him an umbrella. Now we're alone. Try and remember exactly what happened. Well. I got into bed, and Miss Vushka turned out the light. So you were in bed with a Miss Vushka? Yeah, no, I was up the other end. It's a landslide of love. A feast of familiar faces. Oh, it's an orgy. The carry-on gang have been up the front for years. Now they invite you to come round the back and uh, carry on behind. This is monstrous. They sent the wrong film. I do apologize. But what can I do? See, <clears throat> according to David McEnberry in his history of the British sex film Doing Rude Things, Mary Had a Little from 1961 was actually the first British sex comedy. Bridging the gap between documentary nudist films and the kind of thing that you would normally expect more from these kind of things. Um, and interestingly as well, I mean, you know, um, they, they, they kind of like, at this stage, you know, you can almost almost tie, strange as it is even to say now, tie normal wisdom to this as well. With his uh, last star and role from uh, 69, which is What's Good for the Goose by Tony Tenser. Tensor actually went on to, to create Tygon British Film Productions, which created Blood on Satan's Claw. In this film, anyway, he uh, uh, Wisdom leaves his wife and kids to go off on a business trip and has an affair with a young girl played by Sally uh, Geeson. You see, there are two versions of the film, and this is important in terms of what we're talking about with Expose. A 98-minute cut version was released in the UK, while there was an uncensored version of 105 minutes, which shows nudity from Sally Geeson and was designed to be released in continental Europe. Um, and I think that's you know, bear that in mind when we speak about Expose. I mean, it was released in a cut version initially in the UK, but uh, you know, I think its its real aim was not to be shown in the UK as much and was to make its money elsewhere which is why the violence is so graphic and there are a couple of quite um, quite extreme well not extreme but there's a pervy sex scene I mean uh, Kia as character uh, puts on rubber gloves while making love to his girlfriend or latex gloves anyway 
and uh, obviously that rape in there as well, but also a quite a protracted and, and OTT sex scene as well. And I think the reason, you know, the, you know, it, it was never, re- you know, there was they had an eye on the fact that they would probably not have got all that through the censors in the UK, but they did know that there was a market for it elsewhere. And of course, it says this when we talk about British sex comedies, and I think, you know. If people who listen to this from from outside the UK might be a bit surprised <laughs> that these things they're they're hard to explain. They um they're very um juvenile in the in the sexuality. It's all uh, you know, when Pyth- when Monty Python do jokes like wink wink nudge nudge and it's all like, you know, hello sailor and that kind of stuff. It's a bit like that. There's the kind of thing where, you know, uh uh a penny whistle, you know, that kind of noise is the uh, is it can be the cornerstone of a of a gag when someone like you know a bra pops open or something like that. There's an innocence to them, but uh, at the same time, <laughs> it's just loads of random nudity. Um, and then, you know, it it did kind of. Um, it was there still in terms of you know the Carry On film became more and more raunchy as they as they went on. <laughs> but uh, they're still you know quite innocent in a way. But as we said about you know as, as well as those people, there's Fiona Richmond in this film, who was a glamour model and actress and actually daughter of Reverend John Harrison. She was definitely well. She was called a. Julia Rosamond Harrison when she was born and you know using uh, Fiona Richmond as a stage name she became a, a sex symbol in the 70s and she appeared in lots and lots of things um, it's when you talk about the names they're quite funny these days but you know she appeared in Not Tonight Darling from 71 cameoed in Holds His Own in 74 and then expose a hardcore let's get laid, which are all um, you know in this from this Norfolk uh, company. And she used to go out with um, Paul Raymond, who was um, a known, very famous, really, um, a pornographer and a publisher. And um, you know, the closest thing the UK could probably get to a to a Hugh Hefner character. And she made this great. She actually said this great quote about uh, Raymond on his death in 2008 to the Daily Mirror. We had fabulous times touring the world, looking for acts for the Raymond Review Bar. Paul Raymond had a boat on the south of France called Vestru Dometti. The closest translation for the Latin is "get him off." He was one of the last great showmen. Everyone today is just so much more boring. She now works between uh, a couple of hotels, one in Grenada. And at one in Hampshire, with her current partner, we spoke uh, before about Udik here um, and like his backstory in his life. When we were speaking about uh, the wonderful flesh for Frankenstein, the only really notable thing about him in this film is that they decided to dub him, uh, which is a shame, really, because he gets uh, some really OTT lines in it to say, uh, and I'd love to have heard it in his uh, in his own accents. I think the thing about Kier, I mean, Udo in this is that he is desperately trying to remain quite restrained but the story's so bark and you can kind of see him like almost biting his way up the walls kind of thing, the frustration 
you know, <clears throat> his character is like so, like genuinely mad, <laughs> and um, and you know, he 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 desperately tries to keep it keep a lid on it, so it's not so obvious what he's doing, but at the same time, it fairly much is, you know. There she is. Your bird. Yeah, let's go and see how her body is. Twice in one day. Yeah, well, she loves me, doesn't she? They were after me, going for me. As we were saying, um, the film was um, originally, uh, you know, it was aimed at an international audience, and sure enough, for the cinema release, was cut by uh, about three minutes in 1975. Intervision released an uncut version of the film in. Uh, <clears throat> which was banned as a video nasty in March 84, and it stayed on the list throughout the panic, so it became one of the uh, collectible DPP-39s. And, you know, it is notable for the fact that it's um, one of the, you know, the only UK film that is. It's also notable for the fact it has this incredible gatefold uh, video sleeve, which makes it really rare because it's cardboard, effectively. It's a bit like Cannibal Man, that, it, you know, they're just so fragile. That the uh, to get one in good nick instantly elevates it to a you know a higher level, um, and it does basically you know that cover includes what you know a tagline of literally nothing is left to the imagination in a fair screen role. Fiona Richmond, Britain's number one sex symbol. Obviously, it wasn't a fair screen role, but uh, sure enough, it does at least deliver. Um, from that point of view, and you know, this very much comes from you know at the time, video could be seen could have been seen as something a bit for some slightly pervy types, really. In truth, you know, poo pooed a little bit, uh, mainly because you know the big players hadn't come on board yet, and and that kind of those kind of phrases does kind of make you think that uh, you know you can see what they're trying to achieve and uh, which kind of market they were going for with this. The film was actually re-released with BBFC cuts in 1997 and it remains in that state. I'm pretty sure that if someone went to release it now, it would be okay. It's currently available as a Region 1 uh, Blu-ray uh, and is uncut in France and Austria and uh, the Australian VHS is uncut as well. So it is available out there, but... Um, you know, it is it's certainly that Blu-ray is well worth a look, and it's also got a version of the documentary um, "Ban the Sadas Videos," which is a, a great documentary about this time and uh, about you know what happened with the video nasties. It's not quite as uh, in your grill as um, the Jake West doco is. And the movie has a sort of remake as well. Um, It's uh, it's certainly a story, you know, it's a, a novelist called, with Paula Martin who retreats to uh, a family home 
uh, hopes to clear her mind and write a new book. And then the assistant Linda appears to help kind of take the pressure off, but people start getting killed. And then it's like she gets locked in. Originally, the producer Jonathan Softcott uh, approached Mark Kemp to star in the remake of this, which is, you know, was going to be called effectively The House on Straw Hill, and then, then it was changed to Expose alongside um, various other people. But the film actually fell apart, and uh, Softcott and Kemp teamed up for this version of the movie. Now, it came out in 2010, it's on Netflix, and it's called Stalker. And um, you can kind of understand why they kind of swear, stay, shied away from the video nasties connotations in the end, because it, it really isn't. Um, the two have like similarish plot lines, but at the end they're not the same. You know what I mean? And it's um, it's very much a um, it's very much based on the themes, and, and it's a lot tamer than this film as well. It's uh, it's not it's not the horror film that people are expecting. If you were going to call it, you know, based on a video nasty, so I think they're probably right to kind of step away. Also, you know, is there that much um, sway in describing a film as being the, um, you know, being the remake of this? I mean, do people really care? I mean, if, if it was really going to be re-released, it probably would have been re-released by now. Just try to relax. Tell me about something nice. Tell me about your summer holidays. Your summer holidays in... Bidfield House? Were you alone there? This is an old house, and old houses have lots of secrets. My name's Robert Gaynor, the author. Paula Martin. I need a little bit of information. I do want success. I don't have to tell you that there were some rumours floating around out there about how you had a little bit of a breakdown. Sarah sent me. She said you were having trouble concentrating and I was to help take the pressure off. Should we make a start first thing? Mm. Bright and early. Morning's my favourite time of day. I never miss it. Oh, I'll get on just fine then. What on earth do you think you're doing? Oh, nothing. I just thought I'd help tidy it up a bit for you. Look at it. Oh, there's pages of it. You never do this again. Never. Is that clear? Perfectly. Quick thanks, really. Thanks to um, Stuart Wright, who's at Leighton Rocks on Twitter, who kindly sent me a load of information about this um, about this film. And um, you know that, that that's obviously fantastic stuff. It, it helped me out a great deal to you know get get, get as much information as possible. And. Um, so that that's fantastic stuff. Uh, there's no f- real feedback to this week. Um, you know, various people talked to on Twitter about the film, including uh, Stuart there. But uh, I think you know some some of these films are a bit harder to get out of than others, and I think this is one, and I think the next one will be as well. To be fair, 
big announcement is as well that if you are if uh, the after a lot of pushing and a lot going on banging on about it the evil dead screening was confirmed uh, last week over easter so uh, we're, we're good to go for that for april the 30th fact in liverpool that's at 6 p.m tickets are still available on the r screen website and will be on the box office on the day so uh, all you need to do is uh, well you can go there you can buy them there and or you could you know rock up on the day and get a ticket there's uh, there's still some remaining so uh, be great for you to uh, if you're attending to, to let me know and i'll say hello and um That'll be fab, and a massive thanks to all the support I've had trying to get the uh, the screen off the ground. Um, this R screen system is quite stressful <laughs> if you haven't got the numbers initially and you're trying to persuade people to come. Um, so yeah, um, but I'm I'm pleased it worked out in the end. Let's put it that way. Um, so yeah, so I'll I'll try and get something together that's like about that. Um, you know, afterwards maybe like just an extra podcast. As I said, last week was the, our 50th podcast. This is basically our 50th film, which means we're, we're well on the way now to, to finishing this all off. Um, so that's great. If you want to get hold of me, please do. My email address is videonassiespodcast at gmail.com. The website is videonassiespodcast.com. Or you can get me on my personal Twitter, which is at orange underscore monkey. Next week, we are dealing with another unusual film on the list, uh, probably on there because of the scenes of Slaughterhouse, in truth. It's um, it's really not very exciting. Um, it's quite an unusual mix. Um, it's one of the ones that I think people talk about because it's quite random and it's quite rare. It's I Miss You Hugs and Kisses. So, until then, take care, and I'll speak to you soon. Goodbye. I have never seen a video nasty. I wouldn't. I have far too much. How, how can you judge on a video nasty? Oh, you've seen one. I actually don't need to see visually what I know is in that film. Intervision uh, released an uncut version of the film. Hang on, there's a cat at the window. Go on, go on. Oh, look at you.